Uh, if you have your Bible, your phone, or your pad, we're going to come from Matthew chapter 6. And I don't know what all the Lord is going to do tonight or how, but I haven't been able to leave uh, Matthew chapter 6. And um, tonight I'm going to start at... Um, Matthew 6 and 25 to verse 34. And um, I feel like it may be a twofold message. That's why I asked uh, Sister Leah to sing, he's a good, good father. That's who he is, you know. And we're supposed to be good fathers, good mothers, you know, good children, because Jesus was a good child. The Bible says in uh, the book of Matthew that um, when his mother and them found them, it said from that time forward, he lived obedient even to death. You know, he got lost. They said lost, but he was in the temple being about his father's business. So tonight uh, we're going to begin reading. And... Uh, at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. You know, so many people are worrying right now. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? You know. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass and the field, which today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you need. All these things. Amen. But Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow would Worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I'm like you, Sebastian. I got a couple of translations in my head. Amen. Um, I want to use for a subject, though. Um, his eyes is on the sparrow. Amen. And I want to give you a little history about that. I started the other day, Monday, but I couldn't 
like it, babe. Okay. Um, I think I started telling you guys Monday, but I'm going to read it to you. The theme of this song is inspired by the words of King David in the Psalms and Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Amen. Um, he said, I will instruct thee and I will teach thee in the way in which thou should go. Amen. Are you not more valued than they? Matthew 6 and 26. Are not two sparrows sold for a feathering? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. For ye, not therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. So this man, Dr. Martin Sylvia, who wrote these lyrics, said as an inspiration, uh, they wrote this in 1905. Her and her husband had journeyed to New York and had contracted a deep relationship with Mr. and Mrs. Doolittle. And Mrs. Doolittle had been bedridden for 20 years. Her husband had an incurable cripple who had to propel himself from his business into a wheelchair. Despite their affliction, that's what we have to remember, despite all of what we're going through, despite all the chaos that come upon us, we still can have joy. Amen. They lived happy Christian lives, bringing inspiration and comfort to all who knew them. One day, while they were visiting with the Doolittles, my husband com commented on their bright hopefulness and asked them the secret of it. And Miss Doolittle reply was simple. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he's watching me. The beauty of this simple expression of boundless faith gripped their hearts and fired the imagination of Dr. Martin and me. And to him, his eyes on the sparrow was the outcome of that experience. And so today, I was studying about the sparrow. The sparrow is only, most of them, three to four inches. At maximum, they're seven inches. So if God is concerned, about a little bird. We have several of them because they like to live around people. So we've been putting out bird feeders and they're some of the happiest birds according to the book uh, other than a robin. So we get up, our babies get up, they try to sneak and see the birds and listen to the birds. But it says his eyes is on the sparrow. And so I want everybody to point at themselves. God you can say, God loves me. God is concerned about me. I am valuable to God. Amen. And most of all, he gave me this word yesterday. I am significant. Amen. And I want to tell my children before we get too far. A lot of you are trying to fit in at school. You might be too short, too wide, too this, too that. Be who you are. God made each and every one of us different, just as our fingerprints are different. Amen. But anyway, I just want to continue reading on. 
said his son was inspired, and they were so inspired that it caused them to write this, and I never had a chance to uh, look for my cousin. She sings that a lot at our family reunions or at the funerals. Amen. But anyway, what was so awesome about this relationship was that these people didn't have a pitiful eye or they didn't have people having a pity party for them. You know, a lot of time we as Christians, we can look the worst. Amen. And so when I was studying the scripture, I realized that Jesus started talking in chapter five. Amen. He started with the Beatitudes and he come all the way up here. And I want to point out uh, a few things uh, before we get too far into the scripture. In chapter 6, amen, um, because he wants you to know there are some things he's instructing us in chapter 6. Um, chapter 6, is it verse 3, Brother Joy? Okay. God is watching us in everything we do. Uh, uh, if the Lord's will, I'm going to try to point out about his eye. You know how he's watching us. Amen. I'm going to begin reading. But when you do your charitable deeds, do not let your left hand know what your right hand do. In other words, I'm going to just say, if I gave some food to somebody, I don't have to broadcast. If if, if I went over there to brush Pastor Yvette, that's between him and God. I'm just being obedient. But if I do it and I let all of you know, God said, you got your reward. I'm not going to do nothing for you. I'm not going to keep the rain off for you or this or that. You know, you have your reward. And then in uh, verse 4, uh, it says that your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret with himself rewards you openly. See, God is wanting our total dependency to be on uh, him. Our total mindset, he want us to wake up with it on him. Because whatever we do, uh, we're generating and showing his character. Okay, I want to go over to verse 6. He said, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father, who is in the secret place. See, there's a place you hear people that say when they pray, they know when they got a breakthrough. God is wanting to have that one-on-one -on -one time with us where whatever we do is between him and me. Amen. And it's going to be a blessing. He said, but when you pray, do it in a secret place. And your father who sees... The, what he pointed out to me today, and I've never seen this before, is that he is our father. We, we, we're going to pray the prayer, but sometimes we take things lightly. So many children, I've seen it over and over again in my life, whose parents or father has a business, the child has no desire. It took that parent 20, 30 years to build it up to where it's at. But they have no desire. It doesn't mean anything to them. But God has want us to realize that we're valuable and whatever you're doing in secret, he sees it and he's going to reward you. Amen. 
but it said a father in a secret place and your father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain reputation as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. It said because of the Romans, the Romans, they thought if they kept praying like that, that they was going to aggravate God. My wife had to tell her little grandchildren last night, don't ask me for that no more. I've heard you the first time. Look at Daniel. Daniel, I heard your prayer 21 days ago. I had to send Michael back, had to get him some help because the prince of Persia withstood me. Amen. God hears you when you pray. Amen. He hears you. Let's move on. When you fast, I, I don't know what the word meant here with them, but we're going to go more. I like the word. It said moreover, but it said furthermore. But my daddy, when he's talking, he said, here's another thing. This is Jesus talking. When you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. You know, I remember when I would fast every Wednesday, I wouldn't eat or drink anything. And that looked like when everybody had a desire to bring me some food, some deer steaks and gravy. They'll come by my office. Hey, Brother Maurice, uh, hey, man, I cooked these pork chops. I'm not going to eat these today. You know, I wouldn't break my fast. I was afraid if I broke it in, I wouldn't do it no more. Amen. But they could never tell. I didn't talk about it. Uh, I starched my jeans. That's what the Lord said to do. He didn't say starch jeans, but you'll get the idea. For they disfigured them faces. Oh, Lord. I'm fasting for Cecilia. She and her husband going through. I got one of my workers. Every time something come up. No, he said, straighten your face up. Act like you got a daddy. You know, it's an insult to me. Ask my daughter. She can chat me sometimes. It's an insult to me if you're going to go to somebody else before you come to me. And that's what God's saying. It's an insult to him to go to Satan before you come to him. I'm your father. I'm a good, good father. Wasn't it better for us to stay in Egypt? See, we forget real quick. They were making bricks without straw. They were getting beat and whipped. They were told when to get up, when to sit down, what you gonna drink. And if it was anything like the slavery movies I saw on them coming on them ships, it wasn't good to eat. But you always, you gotta stay, stay away from the negative spirit, but we ain't going now. Amen. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in, here it is again, the secret place. And your father who sees in secret real reward you openly. We don't know what he does or how he do it, you know, but God just going to reward us. He didn't say how he's going to bless us, when he's going to do it. You know, I just know the word said with long life, shall I satisfy thee? You know, when I was diagnosed with cancer and stuff. Uh, with long life, you know, only with my eyes shall I, but I take him at his word. He said he cannot lie. Said it's two immutable things. One is he cannot lie. Amen. So I'm going to hold him to his word. We're going to look, we're going to go down to verse 22. 
The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Just like this couple we talked about, Dr. Doolittle, they still was happy in spite of. I've heard of people being healed after 20 years. You know, they just kept believing, kept the faith, and they was healed. Amen. We don't know how long it may take, but God will do it. Your whole body will be full of light, but if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. You know, in other words, if it's evil. And then he said, you cannot serve two masters. We're on verse 24. No one can serve two masters. For you're going to love one, hate the other, or despise the other. And you cannot serve God and mamma. And I know some of you remember this old blues song, trying to love two. Ain't easy to do. You got a woman on the inside and a woman on the outside. You can't do it. T.D. Jake said one time, you're going to get caught. You're going to leave a number in your pocket. You're going to come home with her clothes on. I ain't going to go there with y'all tonight. I'll be good. You know, <laughs> you're going to come home with her clothes on or smelling like perfume or Irish spring. You can't love two. One going to get on your nerves. And you're going to be mad because you can't. We can't do it. He said, you can't serve God in money. So many people is caught up in the money. You know, that's why a lot of time lives don't matter to people with money. It's just a, you're just another number. You know, just like a person in the, in the pen. He, he doesn't have a name. You four, five, six, two, one, dash, whatever. You know, but God want us to know that he is a good, good father. Not only is he a good father. But he cares about us. Amen. Therefore, I say to you, I'm on verse 25. Do not worry about your life and what you shall eat or drink. Don't worry about what's going on, whether it's this racism. It's going to end one day. Amen. The type that we have now. There's always been some type throughout the world. Amen. Don't worry about a shortage of food. That's what he's telling them. Don't even worry about your clothes. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. You know, and then look at what he says. Um, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. I had to bury one of my cousins this year, and he worked for me a long time. And one thing that he always did, and I jacked him up every day about it, even like this. We just got to work. Let me call Carl and see what we're going to have for lunch. <laughs> you know what, dog? I don't think I want to. Let me call Carl. I said, listen, man, you just got to work. Put that phone down. This is all he would do. And go to work. His mind was on food. Some people, houses we've been in, clothes everywhere. Tags still on them. Some of you women can relate. But, <laughs> but just... The bedrooms are just full. No room for visitors, no room for the kids to come back home just full of clothes with new tags. Amen. But we're going somewhere. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, but yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So remember what I said about the sparrow. It's a small bird. He's not like the eagle. He can't fly down. That eagle is a kingly bird. He can see way off. Oh, yeah. 
at his prey, and then he can fly, I believe, over a hundred and some miles per hour when he dives down, and he can get that uh, fish out of the stream. You know, this one, he's not able to get a fish out of the stream. He's not able to get a snake. He's not able to do a lot of things. And so God said, aren't you more valuable than this? So I had to, I want to know what it just really means to be bad. It means to regard something that is significant, important, or worth, or usefulness of something. Number one, you're worth something. You're worthy. No matter what you've done in the past, no matter the failures, no matter what you've been through, no matter how you disappointed yourself, God says you're still valuable to him. Amen. And then he says, not only are you valuable, amen, and put my glasses on, <laughs> but he says you're useful because if we don't show true brotherly love, if we don't show true friendship, if we don't show uh, true friendship between one another, amen, we're not worthy then, but God wants us. We're supposed to be on display. That's why in chapter 5 he says, ye are the salt of the earth. And if the salt shall lose its savor, then where will the earth be? So if we fall out during this election... If we make it about this and make it about that, I tell you what, we just got to pray about everything. Then the earth loses. We can't get caught up, tangled up and tied up. But God said if we'll live life the way that he's designed for us, he has use for us. Amen. A person, principle, standard of behavior, wants judgment. Life is important. So, amen. So if God says he knows when a sparrow been sold for a feathering, in other words, if it was sold for a penny or two dollars, I know about that. He said, I know when one has died, even though the number of hairs on your head. So it doesn't matter. Like I said the other day, if you brush and they come out, if you wash your hair and they come out, amen, he said, I know. And that lets you know how he's paying attention to you. Amen. God is concerned. And one of the words that kept jumping out to me is that he has his eyes on us. There's nothing or nowhere that you've been that he can see you, that he can feel you. Amen. But Jesus said, I've prayed for you already. I'm praying that you make it through. I'm praying that you stick to the game plan. Amen. But he said, look at the birds of the air, for they need to sow nor reap nor gather into barns. But yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are not, are you not more valuable than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to his stature? Now here's a problem, especially among the saints. We're going to have to get to a place where we're not worrying about everything, you know, and when we look back at life, we'll find out, man, I didn't even have to worry about that. God, I didn't know how we was going to make it through, but God pulled us through. I remember one time we always had kept a lot of children. One time we had probably about 12 there and we fed everybody breakfast. Didn't know what we was going to do for lunch. And here come one of my aunts with a pot about this tall full of uh, homemade dumplings and chicken. That's how God moves. We don't ever know 
when he's coming, how he's going to do it, when he's going to do it, but he will come through. Amen. That's it. He's an on time. God. Amen. And then they said, yes, he is. <laughs> Amen. But he said, why worry? What is it going to do for you? Can it add anything to you? Is it going to speed up things? Matter of fact, the longer you sit there and worry, you've been in that place. Look like the clock ain't moved. Had the batteries quit, you know, uh, because you're worrying about it. But God don't want us to worry. Amen. Remember that song? Don't worry. Be happy. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like this. Now, if God so clothed, listen to what he said. He said, now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye, a little faith. Will God not clothe you? In other words, if grass come, grass dies. The little of fields are raised. Solomon wasn't nothing like this. He says, why are you worrying? Will he not much more take care of you? Amen. And this is what we got to be able to pass on to our co-workers that are frantic and panic. You know, some of them talking about, I don't know what we're going to do. Pandemic killing everybody. I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids. I don't, I'm losing our jobs. You know, so talk to God. God said he'll give you ways to create well. Talk to God. Pray to God. He's going to work it out. Amen. And I, and I remember the old folks say, I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. And that's why me and my wife tried helping a young lady once. And she just kept wanting to hear us, hear her side of, Woe is me and this and that. After six months, I told her, look, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, I can't help you. You won't listen to me. And when you don't listen to me, it started trying to raise something up in me. Because I know that what I'm giving you is life. What I'm telling you is the truth. If you don't believe it, that's what God said. He said, Moses, you need to go. I'm finna destroy them people. No, Lord, you don't want it to be said that you can't uh, bring the people. You destroyed Egypt. Now you can't lead your own people. And when Moses got down so far, he said, that sound like harlotry. You know, I ain't going to go into debt to all of what they were doing, but they were singing and dancing, parting and turned gold into a calf. And he threw the Ten Commandments down. So in other words, Sometimes we have to be like Jesus. You have to walk away. If you don't, that'll become a weight to you. Helping somebody that don't want no help. It's just like if I'm an addict, I'm on heroin, I'm on alcohol. For as what I know, they will not acknowledge me till I say I'm Maurice Gaskin. And yes, I'm an alcoholic. So we cannot help her. Amen. And so this is what God is saying. We pray for but at that time, we can help. I want y'all to think I'm just <laughs> that radical, but I, I guess I am. <laughs> hey, but we weren't going to be listening to you every night, two or three hours. Amen. Let's move on. Amen. But this is what Jesus said. 
Will he not much more clothe ye? Oh, you a little faith. And that's what I was trying to say. He said, I know y'all been with me long enough to know that I've created miracles. I turned water to wine. You've seen that. You know, I've uh, took a schoolboy's lunch and fed the 5,000 beside women and children. He said, beside the women and children. You see me feed another 4,000. You know, so what's the problem? Oh, yeah, a little faith. In other words, if I've came through for you before, what is this problem? Amen. What is this situation? If I've came through once, twice, I will come through the third time and the fourth and so on. Amen. Therefore, amen, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek after the people of the world. For your heavenly Father knows what you need. All these things. Amen. But listen to what he says. But seek ye first God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, if you'll make me preeminent over your life, if you'll give me first place in your life, all of these things are come. In other words, you go back to Deuteronomy. He says, all of these blessings shall overtake you. It's going to be like, because uh, me and Brother Rogers been talking about it, like a tsunami. Blessings just coming. Blessings just coming, which I've seen in a vision. The Lord just holding a blessing, just like you throwing seeds to the soil. I've just seen him throwing gold, you know. So the Lord, that's what the Lord is saying. Uh, put me first. Everything that you could want and need, I'll do it. And I'm going to tell you something else. People say he'll only give you what you need. They hadn't read the Bible. John 15 and 7 says, if you abide in me and my word. Not Grandma, Aunt Susie, and Becca, all that's good. But if my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and I'll do it. He, did, he said, and then it's another scripture. You may ask whatsoever. I don't know what the whatsoever is, but that means just keep asking. Amen. Because you're walking with him, you're talking with him, you love him, amen. You having fellowship with him. So do you think God, and I'm, I'm getting ready to close, do you think God is going to forget you? Because he told me yesterday that everybody here is significant to him. Let me see what the word significant is again. Let me read that to y'all. See if I can. Um, it means you're of great importance, worthy to pay attention to, a noteworthy. You know, in the flesh, when we was in the world, we see that woman pull them glasses up like that. I don't know what you, I, I pay attention to women. Women know when another woman looks good. So God said, not only do you look good, you're worth me paying attention to you. Amen. You're significant to God. God loves you. Amen. And that's why God is wanting to encourage you tonight to keep being faithful. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't quit and continue to help others that are struggling because we know we come here to get filled up, filled up. But when we go back to our work, our jobs, our homes, wherever it is where a person is struggling in these areas, you know, we just want to keep praying for them. 
Amen. But God says, you're important, worthy of attention, noteworthy. Amen. So if he knows all about the flowers, and if he knows all about the birds, amen, the grass, your hair, amen. He said, ain't one sparrow died. It's in there that I didn't know about. So he knows about each and every one of us. So tonight, you may stand, I'm closing. You know, just remember that his eye is not only on the sparrow, but his eye is on you. And the song says, he watches me. He watches me. You know, he has his angels protecting us from danger. We all trust in Psalms 91. And you go home and just study about the secret place. You know, God is watching over us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to protect us from these diseases. He's going to protect us from ruthless people. Amen. Long as we stay in the secret place under the umbrella of love. Amen. And if anyone need prayer tonight, I'm going to ask that our prayer warriors come down. If you need prayer for anything, if you feel like giving up, you feel that you've disappointed yourself or others, we'll pray for you. Amen.